Hey, uh, good morning. Uh, it's uh, a beautiful day. I don't know, 8.30 to 9 o'clock. That's 48 to 50 degrees outside in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. My uh, goal today in this walk and talk number 36 is Psalm 32, which is to help help you really enjoy Thanksgiving. So how to really, how to truly get the most out of Thanksgiving. So obviously today is a day of gratitude. It's where we appreciate family. We appreciate God. We appreciate our friends. We appreciate what God has given us. So here we go. Psalm chapter 32. How blessed is he whose wrongdoing is forgiven. So Psalm 32, verse 1, how blessed is he whose wrongdoing is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is a person whose guilt the Lord does not take into account, and whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality failed as with the dry heat of summer. Some pretty powerful words. So let me just give you a couple of comments. So this is Everybody needs to recognize constantly that we're all messed up, for all have sinned and come short of God's glory. So there's no one righteous. The Bible emphasizes no one, not even anyone. Everybody has sins. Everybody has weaknesses. That's not permission for us to continue to walk in sin. That's why verses 1, 2, 3, and 4 are so powerful. Psalm 32. Now we're talking 2,300 years ago. So the next verse says, verse 5, I acknowledged my sin to you, God, and I did not hide my guilt. I said, I will confess my wrongdoings to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. So here's, here's the principle every one of us must practice. It is very good. It is very good to be honest with God. So if you're feeling not content, if you're, if you're not happy, there's a good chance there are sins or sin that you're trying to hide or you're trying to embrace. I have the same challenge that anyone else has. God says, Roger, here's right and here's wrong. And Roger, you don't get to pick what's right and you don't get to pick what's wrong. The God of the Bible says these attitudes are wrong. These behaviors are wrong. And he says, how blessed is he whose wrongdoing is forgiven. 
So wrongdoing there is breaking God's law. The best way to start with God's law is the Ten Commandments. The best way is to just study Jesus. So how blessed is a person whose guilt the Lord does not take into account? So God is willing, if I'm honest, there's no deceit, that's what verse 2 says, in, in those who where no deceit is present, if we'll just be honest. Now, get this, you don't have to be honest with me. You just have to be honest with God. Have a good, honest confession about whatever wrongdoing, whatever secret sin or public sin that you're embracing. See, the text says, when I kept silent about my sins, silent? When I kept silent about my secret sins, my body wasted away uh, through my groaning, my misery all day long. Not too long ago, just a few months ago, I was talking to a college student and I was trying to explain psychosomatic illness. Psychosomatic illness. Psycho refer, refers to psychology, refers to the mind. Somatic refers to the body. What you think in your mind can have a negative impact on your body. Psychosomatic means your body can be punished by negative secret sins. Psychology is not bad in itself if it's governed by the Word of God. So what you have here is a psychosomatic announcement 2,300 years ago. How blessed is those whose wrongdoing is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is a person whose guilt the Lord does not take into account and in whose spirit there is no deceit. This is all psychological. This is not, this is in your mind. When I kept silent, verse 3, Psalm 32, verse 3, when I kept silent, secret, about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning. Misery all day long. Now look, get to the next verse. Psalm 32, verse 4. For day and night, God, your hand was heavy upon me, and my vitality, my energy, my optimism, my joy, my vitality failed as with the dry heat of the summer, just leaving me wasted, my insertion. So, to lie and cover up secret sins that you're committing or I'm committing is not godly. It will leave you with psychosomatic problems. Not just psychological, but physical problems. Your body, maybe it's ulcers. Maybe it's you're stressing so much that your immune system collapses. The list goes, hard, uh, your blood pressure skyrockets. I, I wish I wish I knew 100%, but I believe people who worry excessively, worry excessively, people who have panic excessively. Now, some worry 
is perfectly good. Some panic is perfectly good. But worrying excessively, anxiety, excessive anxiety, will have a very negative effect on your body. That's what this text is saying. Psalm 32, verse 4, For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. See, God is applying pressure to you. He loves you. He sent Jesus to die on the cross. So he's not going to give up on you. You're going to sin. I'm going to sin. And what he's wanting is honesty. He's wanting no deceit. He's wanting no duplicity. He's wanting no hypocrisy. What's right is what God says is right, not what you say is right. He doesn't want you to be stressed excessively. No anxiety, no worry excessively. Verse 5 says, I acknowledge my sin to God, and I did not hide my guilt. Psalm 32, verse 5. And I said to God, I will confess my wrongdoings to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. So listen, it's very good to confess to God. There's many rewards. There's many blessings. Listen to verse 6. Therefore, everyone who is godly pray to you in a time when you may be found. Certainly, in a flood of great waters, they will not be reached. What the text, verse 6, is saying, Psalm 32, verse 6, is you have the privilege of being honest to God, sincere to God, of confessing. But there comes a point where that opportunity is literally like a flood of great waters. It's, it's like you're, you've already drowned they will not reach him. So God is patient. It's amazing how patient and merciful God is. But you can deny God. You can deny the Holy Spirit. You can lie. You can continue to play whatever game you want to play. But it's going to take a toll on you. Now here's the next verse. Verse 7. Psalm 32, verse 7. David is the writer of Psalm, and he says, You are my hiding place. You keep me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. So in verse 7, David is celebrating because David, just like you and me, had his own list of sins. But he recognized that by keeping these sins and not repenting, not being honest, Psychosomatically, he was doing damage to his own heart, his own soul, his own mind, to his body. And he says, you are my hiding place. So David, you remember David had the, the, the great sin of murder and the great sin of Bathsheba. Uh, at some point, David had to confess that. And God used a prophet to speak the truth in love. To David I think that was Nathan right and David eventually got it but it took him a long time to be honest with God but then he did confess it and he says God you're my shelter 
And he recognizes that the laws of God, the truth of God, are there to keep you from trouble. It's kind of like guardrails. If you're driving your car along a, a high mountain pass and there's a huge chasm, a huge cliff over to the right, and you're driving and there's guardrails up, that's designed to protect you from, from going off. That's the, the Word of God. That's the principles of Scripture. That's the principles of, of what God gives us. That's the law. I like verse 7 because it says, You surround me with songs of deliverance. So, on this Thanksgiving Day, confess. Go from guilt to celebration. You can't do this for me. I can't do this for you. But why on Thanksgiving Day, a day of gratitude, why should you continue these secret sins? Why continue sinning against God who knows everything? Why not sing songs of deliverance, celebration songs? I like the next verse, Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct you, Roger. God says, I will instruct you, Roger. And God says, I will teach you in the way which you should go. And I, God, will advise you with my eye upon you. So get this. God promises. Jesus says he sends the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is teaching you. Jesus teaches. The Bible teaches, instructs, and the Holy Spirit's your counselor. It's, it's coaching you, trying to convict, trying to let you know, hey, you're on the right track, you're off track. God, God's eye is on you, Roger. So to each one of you today, imagine this, the God of the universe, the God of the Milky Way, the God who made the sun, the God who made the moon, the God who made every tree in the world, the God who made every turkey in the world, the God who made every human being, the God who designed everything, who sent his son Jesus Christ to come to this earth, has his eye on you, on me. This is not a God that's up there in heaven disconnected. This is a God that's intimately caring for you and me, so caring, so loving, that he's willing to offer forgiveness to anyone who will just be honest that they are in violation of God's laws. Just be honest. Have a good confession. Verse 9 says, Roger, do not be like the horse or like the mule, which has no understanding. So the text is saying, Roger, don't be stubborn. Pretty amazing, huh? Don't be stubborn. Whose trappings include a bit and a bridle to hold them in cheek. Otherwise, they will not come near to you. So verse 9 is, is David is saying, people are like donkeys. People are like horses. People are like mules. Stubborn. So, I don't know if you're stubborn. I'm stubborn. I don't know if you know anybody that's stubborn in your family. I do. I have uh, 
family full of stubborn people, in all honesty, and they would say that I'm stubborn as well. I pastor a church that's full of stubborn people. My guess is they would say that Pastor Roger is stubborn. We're all stubborn. What the text is simply saying is don't be stubborn about secret sins. Let God forgive you. Don't be like a horse or a donkey. And then verse 10 says, Psalm 32, verse 10, the sorrows of the wicked are many, but the one who trusts in the Lord, goodness will surround him. Isn't that beautiful? See, until the day you and I die, it's the same choice every day. Am I going to follow God's goodness or man's wickedness? See, man's wickedness, wickedness produces sorrow, misery. So when I'm unhappy, I really need to look inside. But if I trust God, I'm going to enjoy the goodness of God. That's what verse 10 says. All right, one more verse. Verse 11. Psalm 32, verse 11. Be glad. Notice, in the Lord and rejoice. You get to go from guilt to redemption, from forgiveness to blessing. You get to enjoy the goodness of God and shout for joy. Some of you uh, have the name Joy as a personal name. I'm thinking of Joy Getz. I'm thinking of Joy Morris. There, there may be others. Shout for joy. All of you who are upright in heart. Listen, it's not upright in heart because you're perfect. It's upright in heart because you're forgiven. And to be forgiven, you've got to ask God to forgive you. To do that, you have to be willing to be honest about your secret, private junk. The beautiful thing is you don't need anybody to do that you can go vertical but God's remember that word deceit he doesn't want any deceit you go vertical you admit to God your sins be sincere be straight up turn your back on those sins he'll forgive you he'll forgive you and you get to be blessed so how do you really enjoy this Thanksgiving? You enjoy this Thanksgiving by getting right with God, where there's no spirit of deceit. And any one of us can do this in a heartbeat. Look at yourself in the mirror. Identify uh, those, uh, those secret grievances, like maybe you're bitter over something in the last week or last month. Maybe you're, you've got a grievance against somebody back in high school. Maybe your parents did something. Maybe something happened at work and you're just bitter, you're angry, you're mad. Listen, vengeance is mine, says God. Nobody's gonna get better vengeance. Nobody's gonna get better justice for you than God. You have to trust us. That's what the text says, that God is bigger than you and I. It's Thanksgiving Day. 
Psalm 32 is pretty amazing. I'm going to read it one more time, and I, I hope and as I read it this next time uh, that you will see it clearer after this walk and talk. So here it is, Psalm 32, verse 1. How blessed is he whose wrongdoing is forgiven, whose sin is covered, atoned. How blessed is a person whose guilt the Lord does not take into account, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy, pushing me, correcting me, trying to get me to be honest, was heavy upon me. And my vitality failed as with the dry heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to, to you, God, and I did not hide my guilt. I said, I will confess my wrongdoings to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you in a time when you may be found, certainly in a flood of great waters, they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You keep me from trouble. You surround me with the songs of deliverance. I will instruct you, God says. God says, I will teach you in the way which you should go. God says, I will advise you with my eye upon you. Do, Roger, do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, complete stubbornness, whose trappings include a bit and a bridle to hold them in check. Otherwise, they will not come near to you. The sorrows of the wicked are many. But the one who trusts in the Lord, goodness will surround him. Be glad, Roger, in the Lord, and rejoice. You're righteous, you righteous ones. Be glad in the Lord, you righteous ones, and shout for joy, all you who are upright in heart. Pretty powerful. Psalm 32, 1 to 11. Can I encourage you to share this with your social media friends send it to everybody how to have a great a truly great thanksgiving and can i challenge you to practice this whatever secret stuff confess god wants honesty sincerity and look what he'll do he'll bless you you will be rewarded that's the beauty of honesty before God, of practicing the laws of God, the truth of God. Well, today is Thursday. Have a great Thanksgiving. Please know that this coming Saturday at 10 o'clock, we have the Intersect service um, live online. Guess what? It's going to be in our backyard. Uh, Walk to Bethlehem is going to be the backdrop of the Intersect service on Saturday. 10 o'clock, and then this coming Sunday uh, at 9.30 and 11, I get to preach on John chapter 10, The Good Shepherd. We start verses 1 to 10, kind of thinking about doing a walk and talk 
uh, during my sermon. Uh, so it'll be a little bit of a freewheeling. I've done quite a bit of research. So Sunday morning at 9.30 and 11, be a little bit a different format, different style of teaching, preaching. Hope you'll be with us at church on campus, but if you're not able to, uh, you can catch us online at 9.30 and 11 or later in the week, online Facebook or YouTube through our church webpage. And then 6 p.m. also. Uh, let me just mention a couple of quick things. Uh, never get tired of doing good. Never get tired of doing good. Faithful and little before God, faithful and little leads to more. Honor God. I can only promise you he'll honor you. Blessings on you. If I can help and encourage you in any way, uh, don't hesitate to contact. Thanks.